Hi guys, my name is Jason L. Parker and welcome to the Engage Athletics Leadership Podcast. Yes, this is the show that's all about helping ADs and coaches find their way. Here we'll discuss clarity, goal setting, best practices, and everything in between. We want you to thrive internally with our families and in our positions as ADs and coaches. Enjoy the show. This is what's going on for the month of October. Uh, This is our last podcast in the month of October for the topic promotion in the profession. And I want to, first of all, give a huge shout out to all of my guests, Isaiah Washington, Coach Bobby Allison, and A.D. Darren Melton. We've really tried to take you guys from what it means to be an assistant, or I'm sorry, an adjunct to an assistant, uh, an assistant to a head coach, and ultimately that head coach to that administrator's role. And so if you listen to this month's podcast, you're sure to get some tips and tools because guys, listen, it's all about engagement. And the more you can lock in, the more you can be purposeful in your day-to-day walk, uh, you're going to be better for student athletes. You're going to be better for your family. And part of that is knowing where you want to go and having the tips and tools to get you there. So this month's uh, podcasts and, and blogs are great for that. Hey, listen, I'm giving away copies, free copies of my book uh, for the month of November. And so if you connect with me on our LinkedIn group, Engaged Athletic Leadership, or through my email, jlpengages at gmail.com, it'd be a great way to get a free book uh, with some great insight. So either one of those, hit me up. That's jlpengages, E-N-G. A-G-E-S at gmail.com and feel free to hit me up with questions as well, uh, whether it's about any of the podcast topics or notes or if you want to connect with with any of our guests, feel free to contact me there. And so that's what's going on for the month of October. In the extra point for today, I want to give a huge thank you and shout out to JMDR Buildings. That's JMDR Buildings. They actually came out and manufactured two mat shelters, rolling mat shelters for our track. I know all the track coaches, cross country coaches out there, as well as um, ADs out there, those, those mat storage um, manufacturers are really hard to find. But I encourage you to take a look at JMDR. They made a beautiful um, mat rolling rolling mat shelters. They not only matched uh, the outside of the steel with our facade, but they gave us dual reinforced steel, the really big tire, so it's easy to move around. They even thought about how the gates swing open and made that really functional for us. Uh, put some extra. Um, bells and whistles in there where we can tie it down and do some other good things. One of the biggest things I love about it is they rounded all the edges. So there are no jagged edges that students can get caught on as they're running by. Um, And so take a look at JMDR buildings, whether you're in the Tulsa area or outside of the Tulsa area, they do um, operate regionally as well as nationally. So give them a shout out. 
Now, today's guest, guys, I'm so excited about. Um, he is not only a good friend, but I refer to him as Mr. Everything. Because when it comes to promotion in the profession, this guy has done it all. And not only that, but he is an expert at going from a adjunct all the way from an assistant to a head coach all the way to an administrator and not just any administrator but he has done every type of administration you could possibly do in the school building from a principal to a a, even a head administrator or a superintendent Um, Not only that, he's built entire programs from the ground up. I'm talking about there was no program before him and after him. There's a thriving program uh, that's been uh, competing for championships for years. And so this is somebody you can learn a lot from. uh, My good friend, uh, A.D. at Lincoln Christian here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Darren Melton. So stay tuned if you want to know how to make that jump and how to prepare yourself for ultimate uh, administration at any level, at any level, at any position. This will be a great podcast for you. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Athletics Leadership Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. I'm so excited about my guest today. He's been a six-time state champion. He's coached with some of the greatest coaches in the Oklahoma area, as well as led programs and even began programs from their infancy to their ultimate success as state champions and long-term sustained success, long-term growth. He's been an author of that. Not only that, he's been an AD, he's been a principal, he's even been a superintendent. So when it comes to priming for your promotion, this is the perfect person to talk to. He's quite possibly who I call the most decorated man in high school athletics. Welcome my good friend, Darren Melton. Well, thanks, Jason. What an honor to be here. Uh, Big fan of the podcast, so really, really neat to be, uh, be a part of this. Well, thanks for being here today, guys. If you don't know, this is my go-to guy for for ideas when it comes to being my best as an AD. Uh, not only that, but content for the podcast. And he's always been a huge supporter. Uh, so you guys are getting into the into the 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 I don't know what I'm saying, but the the room where the ideas are made, and this is the guy that makes it happen. So. You're you're in for a treat. So thanks again for agreeing to do this. Well, you're too kind, and and I really look forward to talking to you today. Well, let's start off with a little bit about your background. Um, obviously, it's been a decorated one, but kind of walk us through your your beginnings as a coach uh, up to where you are now. Well, I'll tell you what, I love to tell you that I knew this is what I was going to do from the time I was a little, a little guy, but I really didn't know. I I was kind of wandering aimlessly about, uh, through, through the college years. And my mother is an educator and, and, um, just, I don't remember the moment, but just, uh, in my college, uh, experience was a a business major. And I thought, you know, this is not, not something I want to do for the rest of my life. So, uh, really turned toward the education, uh, world and and uh, was blessed right out of college with a great job at a little town, Crescent, Oklahoma, 
out in central Oklahoma and just really just walked into a great situation. It was a great community, great people, loved their athletics. I coached everything. I coached middle school, high school football, middle school, high school basketball, middle school, high school baseball. And remember getting my first paycheck thinking, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this. And <laughs> and so was there, just got the great athletes there. We won a, a football state championship my second year there where I kind of tripped in the, to the defensive coordinator's job, and I've since apologized to those kids for what I, <laughs> what I, uh, what I put them through in those years w- with the lack of knowledge I had. And so, just blessed to be there for three years, and and during that time, developed a relationship with David Fisher. David was the head coach at a small school, Pitcher, Oklahoma, Northeast Oklahoma. We played them in the playoffs a couple of years one time. Uh, two undefeated teams uh, clash in the quarterfinals. Uh, David was kind of innovative, early 90s uh, in the passing game and really was intrigued uh, by what he did. And, and we ended up meeting during the offseason. I was just interested in what he did. And we became good friends. And uh, from there, uh, he he was, was offered the Metro Christian head football coaching job. And and uh, and I got an opportunity to be there as his defensive coordinator. So, actually left Crescent after three years, went with Coach Fisher to Metro, and took over an zero and ten program. And and he quickly turned that thing around. We went three and seven to 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 eleven and one. And then he got a job in Paul Valley, Oklahoma, and I I got an opportunity to be a head coach for the first time at Metro and the athletic director. And and it was a great experience. Had some great kids, won some games, and. Then uh, Rick Jones, Rick Jones, a good friend, uh, and, and one definitely one of my mentors, uh, became the head football coach. He'd been at Southwest Missouri State, which is now Missouri State, and uh, got the head coaching job at Broken Arrow. And I'd always wanted to be a, a, a big school coach. I'm from a small town, Eight Air, Oklahoma, and and uh, just it's always wanted to try that. And and Coach Jones afforded me that opportunity. I remember him calling me saying I, I called him to congratulate him and told him I'd be interested. And I remember him telling me I was the seventh choice and, uh, <laughs> and he was, he was being honest and, 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 and uh, believe it or not, about no, it was late May, I believe he gave me a call and I guess uh, the, everything else had fallen through and, and uh, <laughs> destiny, uh, destiny took over and, and I, I got to go with him to BA and maybe one of the most uh, educational times of my life and learning, uh, the ins and outs of being a head football coach at Broken Arrow as his special teams coordinator. And I coach, uh, coached the safeties there uh, and went from there. David Fisher got the head coaching job at Owasso, uh, at Owasso High School. It, it gave me the opportunity to be a, uh, a big school defensive coordinator. So I, I went over there with him for a few years and uh, he, uh, he we started turning that program around and got to be a part of that, which was exciting. Dave's one of the, maybe the most organized person that I'd ever met and learned a lot about how just to, to be organized and intentional and uh, learned a lot from him in those years at, at Owasso. And, and from there, uh, just at a clinic, uh, in the, uh, in the fall of, or excuse me, in the spring of 1998 and Alan Trimble walked up and, and, uh, asked me what I was doing the next fall and really didn't know what he was talking about. And I said, I'm, I'm coach. I want to coach football, coach Trimble and, it, it was so, and he asked me if I'd be interested uh, in the in the defensive coordinator job at Jinx. And uh, Matt Hennessy, his coordinator, had just taken the, the head football coaching job at Dodge City. And so I, I went to Jinx High School where 
in four years, we had the opportunity to win four state championships and, and be around a great program. Uh, you know, one of the, if not the best high school football coach in Oklahoma history, I got to, uh, got to walk alongside him for several years and, and learn what it was, was like to be with a guy that, um, hired people, let them do their jobs and, yeah. and just delegated authority. And it was, it was, it was a great education and you got to be around great athletes and great people, and great community. Well, if it. that wasn't a whirlwind, you, you find yourself after all that at Lincoln. And so talk a little bit about just everything you've been able to experience from, from building the program uh, to what you do now. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. So, you know, just, my boys actually went to school at Lincoln Christian. So um, during that time really wasn't on my radar. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, that um, I really just felt led to do. Um, I, we just got uh, finished winning our fourth in a row, actually jinx sixth in a row at jinx. Uh, just got finished up, finishing number two in the nation for the second year in a row in, in, in the poll. And, you know, and, and so I don't know that, you know, my aspirations had, it really had been to be a six A head football coach, even maybe take, you know, at some point maybe step into the college world. I was a little bit naive, maybe, but but that was just a dream. And and um, this this opportunity came up just through just through some relationships. Uh, I went to church at Church on the Move, the, which is uh, Lincoln Christian School is the school attached to Church on the Move, and um, through some squad nights that Pastor Willie George had set up for for high schools in the area to come over and just, you know, just have a great time here. A, a motivational speaker got to know, got to know him and, and uh, just uh, went over there, had some pet a friend or two at the school and, and just through, through a lot of conversation and, and, uh, and just the will the Lord just went over and started football in 2002 at Lincoln Christian. And this was their first time ever having a football program, correct? You know, Jason, they had had a J. They played a JV schedule in '01, and I think they played four or five games, maybe. Um, played a little JV. They they had a few guys out, and um, so the first varsity schedule was in the fall of '02, and and um, everything just kind of started from there. It, it just uh, it really has been one of the neatest rides that I've ever could have been on. I really never would have projected it. But uh, never thought that that it w- my career would have gone in that direction, but it did, and and certainly has been um, been a, a wonderful ride. And so you're at Lincoln, you're coaching, and then you eventually get the opportunity to move into administration. Correct. I was there for a year, and our athletic director left, and I became uh, the athletic director in 03. And then several years after that, um, our administrator had some health issues and, um, really just had the opportunity to step and be the, the principal slash administrator of the school. Um, uh, not sure I was prepared for that. Um, you know, just kind of one of those things where, um, Hey, the, the time and the place were right. And, and I was always wanting to be someone that would, help the school in any way I could. And, and so pastor had enough uh, faith in me to, to ask me to step into that role. So there for just a little bit, I was the, the administrator of the school, the principal, of the school, the AD of the school, the head football coach and just whatever else needed to be done. So, well, that, was, that, that's actually when the time when I met you, uh, we were actually sitting in a class uh, for the NIAAA and I introduced myself 
and I'm a middle school athletic director and I'm like already overwhelmed. And then I meet you and you're like, yeah, I'm football coach, AD, uh, principal and the lead administrator at our school, which is for all the listeners out there, basically a superintendent of the entire school. And so I'm like, okay, like this is obviously somebody I need to get to know and learn a thing or two from. And uh, that's been the case ever since I've known you. Well, I, I remember, I remember that day, Jason, and um, it's the joy of my life to get to meet people like you and, and just to uh, share uh, ideas and, and, um, and get, get things from you, from your generation and what's, what's new on the radar and, and watch guys like you go out and hustle and, and get things done. And, and so, uh, th- doing that and being able to meet you that day, that was, that was certainly a thrill for me as well. <laughs> well, listen, that, this is why you're the perfect person, uh, to be here today because we've talked to those who are just beginning. Uh, we've talked to those who are in that transition going from assistant coach to head coach, which you've certainly done. But today I wanted to get to the, the, the coach going from a head coach, a program builder to really that administrative role. And you've been um, done a stow job doing that. And this month's segment is on uh, promotion in the profession. And we kind of break that down for all our listeners out there through the acronym PREP. So we're saying P-R-E-P in order to prepare ourselves for promotion. And our P starts with the word plan. And I'm a big believer that in order to get to where you're going, you got to have a plan and have a, have a destination set out. And then from there, kind of let life run its course. But at what point, and, and I know you said you never imagined yourself being here, but at what point did things begin to pr- crystallize and you began to develop a plan to become, obviously, uh, a lead administrator and AD for a program? Once I got into the to the educational world, I, I really knew that I wanted to to progress through it. I knew I had a lot to learn, and and but um, I, I knew early that I wanted to to be a head coach. Uh, actually, when I got into this, I wanted to be a basketball coach. Ended up being oh, a football wow. coach, believe it or not. And <laughs> and so and, and and you know then then you know I I had got to be around some athletic directors that were very influential in my life and thought, you know what, I would love to do that one of these days. And so, you know, there at Little Crescent, Oklahoma, I just really developed a plan and just kind of that corporate ladder of success, so to speak, and just saw that, you know what, I I would like to do that one of these days. And I don't know that I ever had a date on it, but I knew that if that opportunity ever presented itself, that I would, would be up for the challenge. And, and I knew that I had a lot of preparing to do. So, um, any chance I got early in my career, I just jumped in and, and tried to get that experience through volunteering or, or just trying to stay out ahead of the head coach and take some things off his plate and just kind of learn by, by doing. So um, knew really early on I wanted to do something like that down the road. Well, that's huge that the fact that you had some great mentors, and that leads us to our, our R in the acronym PREP, which is Relationships. And whether it was Derek Fisher and or Alan Trimble or uh, Coach Jones and uh, everybody else that you've worked with, even, um, you know, your relationships there at 
at Lincoln with the with the lead pastor, it just sounds like relationships have been a big part, not only of your promotion, but of you uh, really uh, getting the education, if you will. And one of the things that I'm impressed about is that it sounds like that's something that you seek out in order for uh, in order for you to really um, learn more. And so it seems like the promotion has come really organically through your relationships. Could you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I, it really has kind of been the essence of this whole thing. And I don't know that through this thing, I just developed those just for the sake of, of getting to the next step. I, they were people, you know, they, they say that uh, you're going to be the average of the five or six people that you spend your time around. And, yes. and, and, and I, I think that just kind of came about just to be around the, the men that I have, you know, just from, in my early days at Crescent, I can't really just, you know, just um, forget about the people that I learned and that I met there at George Wagner, Steve Richards, and and then David Fisher actually playing him and just going and seeking him out and spending time with a guy that was just a brilliant mind. I knew that from the get go and, and ended up being just a, and is to the, still today a great friend. Um, and then, um, you know, Alan Trimble, Alan and I were at Northeastern at the same time, didn't really know each other that well, but through Matt Hennessy, Matt and I used to sit at the back of clinics, talk mm-hmm. football and just exchange ideas. I just would say, Matt, how do you, how do you do this? How do you defend this? How do you, what are you doing over there? Cause I knew he was doing something right. And he was so sharp and just to sit back there and visit and be, you know, we're friends, but just learn about the game and, and, and just, which led to, which led to just to, to coach Trimble. And, uh, and then with Rick Jones and Rick, I'd known Rick from the time I was a very young coach. I mean, he's an icon. Um, I don't know how many championships he's won at Greenwood, Arkansas now, but I know he's won seven, eight, probably going to win another one this year, but just a guy that just knows the game is, is just, uh, just a dots eyes and crosses T's and, and, uh, you know, then not only is, did I get to work for him, but he's helped me in other endeavors as well. He's just been a, a great friend and mentor. And then and through through being where I was at with at, at Owasso, I actually got to coach with, with Dennis Bird. And, and wow. uh, Dennis, Dennis uh, believe it or not, his kids were going to Lincoln, and I talked him into to coming back out and coaching with us at Lincoln. But, but I had gone to some of the squat nights where Dennis was and just sitting around and talking, and Pastor George was standing there. And so this whole thing has been through relationships and people that I've known and just people that I knew that were just just great people that were motivated, that were doers, that got things done, that were lifelong learners. These were the people that I was fortunate enough to be around, and it's made a great difference in my career, no doubt. Well, I, I want everybody out there to really take hold of, of kind of the essence of what you're saying, which is, first and foremost, you were never afraid to reach out and put yourself out there. And that really, you really embody a spirit of humility, uh, even to the point when I first met you, like I said, and here's this decorated person that, that's been around these great coaches, been a part of six state championships at that point, yet you were still in class with me, you know, a guy who was in his first year. And so that just speaks to your ability to put yourself out there, your ability to uh, humble yourself. But also I love what you said about being an average of the five people you hang around. And if that is the case, which I truly believe, um, I can tell that you've been hanging around some fantastic people. And so for everybody out there, 
mirror this, you know, get you some mentors, get you some colleagues, be, put yourself out there as far as educating yourself. Uh, Coach talked a lot about being at, at coaches clinics and I mean, he's always learning. And so as that you put yourself in a position where it sounds like the promotions have just pretty much happened organically. They really have. And just, just being around those people is, again, I said it earlier, it's been the joy of my life to be around these people. Um, and, and it has happened organically. And it's just, you see these people, people like you, that you're, you're there, you're learning, you're trying to figure out how to get better. And uh, that's where the people that have success hang out. Yeah. They're there. They're sitting on the front row. I'll never forget um, early in my career, I saw Mr. Lacey, the famous, the infamous Booker T head coach uh, <laughs> sitting on the front row. I believe he was in his eighties at that time. He wow. was retired from Booker T as the head football coach. I believe he was still serving maybe in a, a capacity, maybe as the 80, I can't remember, but he was sitting on the front row and that struck me taking notes at a football. He was learning right. about the game of football. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that, that made it, that made a really big impression on me. Yeah. And I want, I wanted to be Mr. Lacey. And I thought okay. that's what I want to be doing later in my career is learning about the sport and, and, and the profession that I love. Well, you talk about learning. That's a great segue into our E for prep, which is education and experience. Talk a little bit about how education and, and your various experience have prepared you uh, for your role that you're in today. Well, you know, I've loved my education. I love to learn and, and I loved doing what I got to do early in my career, even in my going through my, my bachelor's degree at uh, Northeastern state, just a great, great thing. Great, great place. They prepared us so well. And I just, when I, when I figured out what I was going to do, I was so enthusiastic about going to my classes and learning and, and just going through it with the people that I got to go through with. And, and as I got out going to clinics, I can remember going to clinic after clinic after clinic um, and, and just sitting through those things and just thinking, just, I, I couldn't even get the, in those days, I, you're just writing things or no phones to take snapshots of the, of what was up on the, on the screen, but I was just writing. I remember getting writer's cramp and just writing everything <laughs> down and bringing it home and arranging it, putting it in notebooks and, you know, three hole punching it and putting it to offense or defense and special teams or, or what have you. And, and, uh, just being at those clinics and, and, uh, you know, just, just, uh, seeing the, the materials there that you could buy the books and the, at that time, this is going to date me, but tapes and just <laughs> videos that you could, that you could take home and watch and learn from, because, you know, at that time, um, we were just barely had VCRs where we could record things on television, you know, so, but just taking those home th- where you could soak that up and, and, uh, there were just so many opportunities for learning. And it wasn't like that now where you the internet and you want to know something, you pop it in there and then and up comes right. just, just tons of information. You, you more, you had to go seek it out. You still have to seek it, but we had to travel to seek it. And so yeah. that was a big part of, of learning and going from place to place and step to step and, and just learning more about what we do and honing the craft. And, and it was just fun and it still <laughs> is fun. Well, when you talk about the education, obviously the other side of that is that experience. And obviously you've had a lot of that. But talk a little bit about how your experiences, how how you took the value 
maybe the education from each experience to, to help you get to where you are today? Well, no doubt. I mean, it was just, it was almost like just looking back, it was just like, it was just climbing a ladder and just learning and, um, you know, just at Crescent, Oklahoma, just learning on the run. I was named the defensive coordinator the second year by acclamation. And I wish <laughs> I, would, I would love to say that it was because I knew a lot. I didn't, um, still don't. But at that point, just green, um, again, set a sense going back and apologize to those kids for what I subjected them to. But, but just learn there on the run. Had to learn. No choice but to learn high-functioning high kids, high-functioning functioning town, high-functioning staff. And I had to learn. And, and at that point, we played David Fisher, and which was at that time the passing game guru in Oklahoma. He was on the cutting edge of all of that. Sought him out to go. How, how do how do we how do we learn how do we defend this stuff? It was it was different. It was and so I had to go learn. I learned on the run. I learned by watching the film, and I learned by just going. How how are these colleges defending these people? And and then. You know, again, just going to Broken Arrow, I'd been under David Fisher, had to learn how to to defend some of this stuff. And it just really gave me a great, great platform to be a, a secondary coach, uh, you know, learning some of the defensive um, uh, schemes that might be able to function at a higher level. And at that time, got to, to go and, and interview with Rick Jones and sit down and actually talk to him and be educated as to what what I needed to be able to do to, to coach at Broken Arrow High School for one of the all-time greats. And, you know, from there, being under him, just once it, it just kind of builds that just being under Rick Jones, I mean, it turns it turns people's heads. Yeah. And just being there with – just being there with Rick and, and, and you know, had him coming from Edmond, had won, won a title there and um, had been at Southwest Missouri State, which is now Missouri State, and learning from him, learning how to be a head coach, learning the, how to be intentional about – Dot and I's across the teeth. We had a list for everything at Broken Arrow. I mean, we had a list for how to how do you run the equipment run, and right. so just learning every facet of the game, taking me on again to 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 wassail back with David Fisher to Jinx with Alan Trimble, just learning from these people, and you do learn. And eventually, Jason, it comes down to this: people look on film and see if you know what you're doing or not. And I don't right. know if that's always the case, and and so part of that. I think it's probably true, but just through just being around these great programs and great assistants that I got to serve with, and I, I don't have the time to go through all of the guys that I've been blessed to serve with and alongside that I learned from. We just sat there, not just the head coaches, but the assistants that we just sat around after practice over and just on a piece of paper, just tried to get things situated and, and right. learn from each other. So, it's been that way all the way through my career, just yeah. learning from great people. And it's actually helped me to be promoted because it helped me to learn and to be better at what, what I'm doing. For sure. Yeah. No, it sounds like you've been a sponge throughout and, and you still are. And so I love the way that you gathered your education and sought that out, but then took that into those experiences and just continued to ratchet up from there. So, that's awesome. But our last P um, from, for the acronym PREP is, is our polish. And, Coach, I really believe that a lot of people are missing the boat when it, when it comes to polishing themselves, using that plan, using those relationships, using that education and experience to, to be their best daily. Well, I don't care if it's how we present ourselves and the way we, are, we talk 
in our conversations, in our dress, uh, in the way we bring value on a daily basis, and even in polishing and preparing for interviews. And so obviously nobody uh, can get the type of opportunities to come their way that you've had without putting something out in the world that says, hey, I'm ready. Hey, I, I have the capability to do more. And so what what sort of polish, how, how has, um, what facet of being polished would you say has been important for you as far as marketing yourself and putting yourself out there as somebody who could one day be an administrator? You know, I don't, I don't think it's too complicated, Jason. I really think it's just really basic. And, uh, you know, it's one of those where um, I think you just like you mentioned several of them. I think it's just preparing yourself. I remember buying books on how to interview uh, at, at through, through, through online or through the stores or at, at a clinic. I remember I have, I still have a little bitty thin white paperback book on, on, things to look at when you interview and how you should dress and present yourself when you walk in. I always put everything that I believed about, and I, I can especially attest to being a football coach, but everything I believed on how to run a football program into a packet and taking it in with me. And I know a lot of people that know that's not revolutionary, but just philosophies on things and what we believed and how we were going to do things offensively and defensively and special teams, how we were going to impact our community and our school and what programs we would implement and putting all of that on paper and let people see that and send that out ahead of me and send out an, an introduction letter and, and just, and, and, and just saying thank you. And just, I was always honored when someone asked me to interview and I didn't get every job I interviewed before, not even close, but I was always honored that someone would even have me in to interview and just, just sending back, call, making a follow-up call and just sending a thank you note or what have you, just to let them know, listen, your, your place is, is impressive and awesome. I wasn't just going to go interview anywhere. It's going to have to be somewhere that I felt, okay, this is somewhere that meshes with, with me. And so I was always honored to be able to do that, but um, and, and just, again, it's just, it's just a learning process, just talking to people. I remember just going and asking people like the ones I mentioned, Rick and Alan and, and, and David, and just talking to them about interviewing, what do you do in those things? And what, what, what are you, what are you saying and how are you presenting yourself and just seeking that out and just mm -hmm. asking them because it, it wasn't natural for me, All right. um, but, but just, it, it is an intentional thing. And, um, I think just getting yourself ready to go in and polishing yourself is one of the most important things you can do as a young person, because again, you're getting ready to represent that school. You're getting ready to represent that community. And you might be the most recognizable person in that community. Once you gain that head coaching job, or once you gain that athletic director's job. So they're going to want to see, Hey, this guy um, is going to represent us. Well, um, he, he has some, some beliefs that he hold to, holds too dearly. They represent our community. So to be able to go and to study and research that community and see if it's something that you might be able to do, something you might have some something to offer to them is, is very, very important. That That's huge. And I know you know as an AD and through your travels, uh, but even just interviewing for, for your coaching openings that you have at your school, I know you can attest that there's so many um, – coaches and and administrators that that or applicants rather that that come into the room and you can just tell they haven't done their homework you can just tell that 
they're a great person and have great skills and maybe even have that great um the other stuff we talk about as far as relationships and education and experience and they would be great in the role but they just haven't done their research to come in and really just prove to to us in the room that that this is the person and so it's so important that you all are preparing and like you said no it's not revolution revolutionary to have a have a book but it is revolutionary to have that already prepared as you said that you did by always keeping notes and hole punch uh three and have your your um materials ready to go at all times you know because if you're in that mode of i am a head coach i am an administrator this is this is how i carry myself those things have a way of coming about like you said it's intentionality so i want all of my athletics leaders out there to to operate in intentionality on a day-to-day basis no matter where you may find yourself today so again thank you for for that information and uh, I want to finish up with three to go today. And that's the three questions that we ask every single guest uh, just to really get some insight into what makes them tick. And so our first question, Coach Melton, is why do you do what you do as an athletics professional? So many reasons. So many reasons I do what I do. Um, it's why I wake up. Um, it's, you know, we all at some point in life, figure out we have purpose and uh, the purpose, whether it be an example to, to young people, be an example to our peers. um, It's what gives you joy. And so what I, what I do gives me, gives me joy. And, and I do it because um, it's one of the greatest professions in the world. We talked about, we've talked quite a bit here about education and how we learn. And I get to be a part of that process. Uh, for a lot of people, not only not only athletes or or students, but for coaches, my my lot in life right now at this point in my career is to help coach coaches. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a lot of fun, and and I, I don't know it all. In fact, I, I would have to tell you, I, I learn about as much for them. I'm sure as they learn from me, if not flipped. Um, but to have that opportunity to to go in and and give back to such a great profession is uh beyond beyond being able to describe yeah well i know you're a sponge so at some point it's got to seep out of you so i i know that works well with with who you are so that's a great answer number two is when are you at your best and how do you get there you know i'm at my best when I have taken care of the things that matter the most. And, and I believe that's just my vertical relationship with God um, and my relationship with my family, which I've not always been the best at. Life is a journey, learning continually, day to day, how to be better every day. Um, just relationships with friends and the people that I, I'm around um, uh, each and every day. And, and just the preparation for that is just, you know, first thing in the morning, um, just just popping out of bed and, and just waking up and just uh, spending time and just in, in prayer and, and meditation and, and, and on, in the word of God. And and then um, just a routine I go through in the morning, um, just a time where not only do I, I spend time there, but 
um, spend time reading and, and learning. Just uh, I, I would love to say I love to read all my life. I haven't, but I've learned to love it and just to read and keep a couple of, of books going at the same time. And and uh, so just taking that time in the morning and just to really prepare for my day and just to to get my my schedule set and and polished and um just i think that is probably the most important thing right now that i do is just that chair time that i have early in the morning has really made a a world of difference yes folks he is a primer and that's one of the reasons we've connected is uh because of our morning routines um, getting up early, uh, setting the day right, like you said, with prayer, meditation, exercise, reading. Uh, I, I think uh, I ran into a coach yesterday that, that told me, you know, I don't have time. I hadn't had time to work out and blah, blah, blah. Well, what we have to realize is uh, we, no matter how busy you are, you make time for sleep. No matter how busy you are, we, you make time for eating. And that's because those are things that your body absolutely has to have. And what we have to realize is athletic leadership is that our body needs these things. They need a, a connection with a spiritual being. It needs uh, some quiet time. It needs some exercise. It needs some refocus time. And so that's why one of the things Coach Melton and myself have connected around. And I hope you guys and gals out there will put that into practice in some form or fashion. Because it could be an hour. It could be two hours like I like to get. It could be 15 minutes. And so... Get that going. But question number three, our last question of the day and our three to go is, how do you educate yourself, Coach? So many news for education. Um, Wow. Talking to people, number one, just talking and listening, uh, just listening to people that know what they're doing, Um, being open to listening, being being humble enough, you know, to listen to people and take their ideas. I – I don't know that I have that many great ideas, but I sure get a lot of ideas from other people. And uh, so that, that reading uh, is, is essential. There's so many, I, when I get in the, in the vehicle now, I used to listen to the radio. I don't listen to that. I pop in a podcast every time might be one of yours. Um, <laughs> it, 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 you know, just, I have six, eight different podcasts that I listen to and I have one going all the time. I've, yeah. I've, I've got something in my ears just about, just about all the time, or I've got something in front of me reading it just about all the time. So those are several of the ways still, you know, just going to, like you said, the NIAAA offers awesome classes, going to some of those classes, going to just going to uh, just uh, conferences and clinics and just think there's so many things out there that, offer an education for our profession and um if if the way i look at it if if i'm not if i'm not learning that's just my fault there are just too right. many opportunities so those are a few of the ways and um it's sure it's sure fun to get to do it that's awesome well coach i can't thank you enough uh also everybody we're recording this segment at, at 5 a.m in the morning so i appreciate you getting up with me i know you're up already but using some of that prime time to uh give some knowledge and uh bless the podcast coach i thank so much well it is an honor to be here early in the morning with you can't think of a better way to start my day so thank you for having me on here all right talk to you soon coach take care jason